Before you dive into this exciting episode, I'd like to let you know about the Squash Playbook, your tactical blueprint for success. The playbook is written based on the most common solutions I have given to the people I coach over the last 20 years. It is the ultimate how-to guide for any squash fan, and you can grab a free copy right away by visiting squashplaybook.com or clicking on the link in the show notes. Are you freaked out by that hard-hitting hacker? Frustrated with running out of ideas against the relentless retriever? Want to close out matches more clinically when in the lead? Or do you need some mental tools to overcome bad calls by referees? These answers plus many more have been brought together all in one place for the squash community. The Squash Playbook is a practical toolkit that breaks down over 40 scenarios that are most commonly faced on the court. Each scenario provides the psychology and the strategy needed to get a positive result. Each chapter wraps up with the top six key points to keep things simple and practical. The aim of the book is to transform reactive players into proactive tacticians. I focus on breaking down complex situations into straightforward, effective strategies for those high pressure moments in a match. So why not grab your copy now and step onto the court next time with a clear head and a set of strategies to win those matches you know you're capable of. Please enjoy the show. Dealing with injuries, uh, you know, setting that no athlete likes, but I assume every athlete has to come to accept that injuries are part and parcel of competitive sport, not even competitive sport, amateur sport, whatever. Um, so, Bart, we want to sit today and and think about how we can help athletes deal with the mental side of injuries. So, you know, where do you want to kick off with the subject? Yeah, I, I'm very happy that we're talking about this subject because if, if I mean, if you read the sports sections in the newspapers and you see these t- athletes that were injured for a year or half a year, they always say it was the the, the worst time of their life, etc. So I feel it's a there's a people are pretty scared like to get injured because it's apparently it's you, you're gonna gonna go into this black hole and, and and you're never gonna come out of it. So I think it's it's very interesting to talk about because. I think the perception of injuries is very, very negative. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in, in my opinion, in my profession, I always try try to see things as positive as, as I can, I can make them as positive as I can. So reap the most out of whatever happens. So in that sense, I think that's the same with injuries. So so I'm, I'm happy that we can talk about it and show that there's also a positive side to injuries, mm. which sounds a bit strange, obviously. Yeah, no, but, but listen, I think we're, we're both in that uh, in that wheelhouse of, of, of the positivity vibe. I think that's uh, hopefully why people like to listen to some of the stuff we do. Where, and again, it's not empty positive. I, I'm not a fan of, you know, waking up in the morning and punching the air and kind of saying, I'm going to be the world's best human being today. That's a little bit kind of empty, in my opinion. Um, mm. So where do the positives come from? I've got an interesting story about Nick Matthew. You might kind of know it about when he was at the Commonwealth Games. I'll come back to that one. But when we talk about positivity for injuries, where would an athlete look to start? Yeah, I think, first of all, I think one step back, I think it's very important to see that, okay, everybody who gets an injury, at least the, the, the people I know of and read of, is everybody has like a really dark episode in their lives. And it it's very tough on them. So for me, it's, it's like... Um, uh, how to put it it's like a natural mirror so it apparently if all these top athletes really or even like amateurs if 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 it really put, takes them down that much or hurts them that much then then it's the best mirror for self-reflection in the first place so i think the first question would be like hey why does it hurt me so much you know it says something about you about your personality about who you are as a person so in that sense the the, the self-reflection you get you could get from it if you're willing to is is enormous it's bigger than than doing it because you're forced into the situation. It's not like, hey, today I'm going to talk to Jesse, you're going to talk to Bart. No, it's it's like 
suddenly, bam, you're forced in this situation. You have to do it. So that's obviously the most powerful context for self-reflection. Yeah, yeah, that that kind of yeah enforced. You know, you don't have a choice at that point. And and when we talk about self-reflection, so let's go down that route a little bit more. Um, how would an athlete start to self-reflect? You know, do they do they just sit with their thoughts? Do they do a formal process? Obviously, they're going to hopefully a team around them, whether that's coach or family or or you know physio, whoever. Um, so self-reflection, where where can people really extract the benefits from self-reflection? Yeah, I think uh, as I mentioned before, I think that that uh, injuries are so so harsh, so so invading everything in your whole your whole life that, and we see from practical examples in daily life that doing it by yourself is is almost unpo- impossible. Mm-hmm. So you definitely need some good guidance. Um, I think best thing would be with a mental coach or a performance coach or something in some, some, someone out of this area. If not, obviously fr- friends and family can help as well, but I think it's best if, if somebody who who's been there before is helping you. Yeah. Because as we see, it's, it's, it's so it, it like, you don't plan it. It just happens and, and you're stuck with it. So that's why I think it's, it's very, very good to have a team or a professional uh, around you to help you uh, going, yeah, going down this process. Mm. And it's quite interesting because, you know, sometimes maybe we're all a bit guilty of it. Packing our lives full of things that are busy and you you're looking like you're constantly on this on this treadmill of activity. And is that a way to basically not sit with your thoughts, to not reflect in a way? And maybe a lot of athletes do this. They're training, they're competing, they're continually on the on the treadmill, right? And actually when that injury hits, there's that enforced, like you said, enforced self-reflection. And maybe at the right time, getting injured could be a really good thing for to get athletes to slow down mentally, to actually when they are competing and training, to understand that actually we don't want to just hide away from our insecurities, our fears, the things that we don't like about ourselves. We can almost use the injuries to to look them in the face, to face fear front on and, and look deep into its eyes. Is that a way you like to think about dealing with injuries mentally? Yeah, I think, but, but we have to be aware that like people naturally don't self-reflect. They rather, I mean, this sounds a bit harsh, but they rather go into depressions than actually look in the mirror. So that's why I say it's, I think it's pretty vital that you have somebody who's guiding you through through the process. Mm. But definitely, like you mentioned, the, and that's why I, it, it happens to any athlete or especially professional athletes, everyone gets depressed. Because we, the professional athletes, have the quality of being high performers, of wanting to perform every day, to be in this, in this treadmill every day. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, that's why it's also a great self-reflection to to see how powerful your talent of being performance-driven is, yeah. and that it sometimes is even. I think like the 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 talent of being performance-driven is 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 a huge help, and it brings you to a certain level, but at some point you need to throw this talent off because otherwise it gets a weight on your chest. But that, I mean, you have to reach this point by yourself and, and an injury can be a natural point to to start reflecting on this. And then I think if you have the performance-driven mindset, it's great. But if you truly want to be innovative or truly want to be intuitive on court, then you have to be able to switch it off at times as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that and that's kind of yeah, the point I was making. You, you put it across in a slightly better way that makes a little bit more sense. So thanks for that. And yeah, it, 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 again, I think you're the same as me we're always looking for opportunities, you know, and it's kind of like any situation, any obstacle, any difficulty, you know, with a certain mindset, people can see that as the obstacle is the thing that then trips them up and they stop and they got no momentum, but actually the obstacle and the difficulty of the injury 
is it can can it be reframed into an opportunity? So we've talked about self reflection, but there's obviously other different mental bits of fitness that 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 athletes can do. So let's talk about some tools uh, again. If we're seeing it as an opportunity, any thoughts or examples of tools that athletes can use to 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 exercise their mind? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think like maybe even more general. I think in general, it's like if you're injured, I mean, why do we try to look at it from a positive point of view? Because like, well, you're stuck with it anyway. So either you can sit in the corner and cry or you can make the best out of it, you know? So so I don't think, it, 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 like like you mentioned before, I don't think we're super positive. I, we're just trying to, mo the, to make the most out of situation or out of our lives because we only get to live it once, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, and I think like if you're not able to train like physically, then then yeah use your time well to spend in other areas and then of course mental fitness comes into play uh i have a, a, a few athletes that got injured and, and that's the first time they said okay bar let's work together or hey mm -hmm. i'm coming over for a weekend of self-reflection so actually the the injury pushed them into looking into boundaries that they've had before mm. so for example because the funny thing is people are not willing to self-reflect or like mostly not willing to if you really want to self-reflect you only do it when you're getting bad results for example yes yeah so that's why I keep mentioning sometimes I hope my, that my players get bad results because then they're finally going to listen to me, basically. <laughs> and that's the same thing with, with with an injury. If somebody has an injury, then suddenly the conversation gets going, oh, I'm I'm super nervous for matches. Oh, okay. Is that new? No, I, I've been having that for the last five years, but I kept winning, so I didn't care so much. So that's why it opens up like working, for example, on mental fitness. Uh, I mean, there's, we, we, we discussed it in other podcasts as well. So there's a lot of things you can do into me mental fitness. You can, you can get into visualization, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a few that I might add my own personal little ones. I, I love journaling. I think journaling is good. It slows you down. You're physically writing, um, expressing gratitude. I know sometimes gratitude sees as a bit, bit of a fluffy thing, but actually there's some cool signs behind gratitude, meditating, being present, bringing yourself back into the moment. Um, and one other thing I, I ask some of my players to do when they're injured is go watch a lot of game footage, go watch your game footage, go watch other game footage, go become a student of the game because sometimes athletes, might not be a, such a student of the game. They're so busy training and actually developing their physical and obviously mental side, but sometimes they don't become a student. So I quite like the idea of, of yeah, go go get back into the classroom, go get back to basics for the for the mental side. I think those are really important. And um, just going back half a step, there is, um, when we talk about opportunity, again, I got reminded of it again this morning, actually, I saw it. I think we spoke about it on a previous podcast that the Shakespeare quote, nothing is either good or bad until we think it. You know, so yeah. so if a what might be a bad situation for you might be a really good situation for me, but we're attaching our thoughts to that situation. So if we think about it in a certain way, it can either be a good or a bad thing. And I quite like that. It's just finding the positives in those things. So yeah, nothing is either good or bad until you think it. It's uh, quite quite a cool one, I think. Yeah, I think I think if if you look at the most successful people or athletes in the world, these these guys have the highest capability of turning, let's say, a negative situation into something useful. So and I, I know it sounds very easy, but on the spot when you when you're driving home from work and you hit this traffic jam and you're like shit, I'm gonna be standing here for the next twenty minutes. Most people are gonna be grouchy, for example. But still, even this traffic jam might be nice to give your mom a call who you haven't spoken in a while and you're not really willing to spend your valuable free time at home on it. You know, so like there's a lot of things you you can still do. So I feel like uh, this this capability. Of course, first of all, why me? You know, your ego always says, oh, why me? Why does this happen to me? Why do I have to be injured? I'm always the one. You know, you can start listening to the complaining of your ego and the people with the like who develop the capability of switching off this 
this mental noise and say like, okay, let's let's see what can we, how can we make the most of the situation. That's the for me one of the biggest capabilities of qualities of a of a champion basically. Mm. Now, awesome. I'm really glad you said that because that, that's great examples. I love using those examples of, yeah, normal day-to-day -day life, hitting the traffic jam. Yep. Speaking to your mom, putting a podcast on, doing something that, that you can grow. You know, I, I've got to do quite a lot of commuting as I think you do as well. And yeah, yeah I, I actually really enjoy it now. I'm going, right. Yeah. Here's an opportunity to listen to some new science around the brain or whatever it is, or, or re-listen to your podcast at some point. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, to be honest, I speak to my mom almost every day. So that was a bad example from yeah. my side. Don't, I don't want people to think, my 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 mom's not interested. <laughs> you're like bad dude. Like you're a great mental coach, but sort your kind of life out, man. <laughs> well, her, Engl her English is not too good anyway. She's she's not gonna listen anyway. So okay, fine. fair enough, fair enough. And um, maybe one of the kind of the final things to talk about with injuries is is making the use of the situation. Maybe doing things you otherwise couldn't do. So we talked about the mental side, but. I'm sure there's a big physical side and, and I'll really quickly insert that Nick Matthews story. I think it was six weeks before the Commonwealth Games in Glasgow, um, had to have knee surgery only six weeks before he was on the table and for five and a half weeks out of coming out of surgery, he trained on every single other part of his body. So he's going, I can't use my knee. And there's, there's videos of him sitting on, on like a, a high stool with yeah. his, I think it was his left leg on, um, on, on the bike. His right leg was static, left leg on the bike. And he was like doing spinning classes just on one leg. And um, then he went to Commonwealth games and he, and he played the final against James Wilshop, amazing final. And he hadn't hit a ball for five and a half weeks. The first ball he hit was day one of the Commonwealth games. And he went and got the gold medal. So great story of how he tried to train everything else besides that one part that was injured of mentally physically he was doing visualizations he was in the ice bath he was training every part of his body so a quick yeah. little story there but what's your thoughts about training the opportunities yeah i think like like you said in the beginning like uh, professional players are so into this this how do you call the treadmill like how do you call the the, yeah, the, the, the hedonic cycle or hedonic treadmill yeah they're yeah hedonic treadmill. they're always like performing performing i think like an injury also gives you like a like a break basically so if you're not able to train, I mean, obviously there's like the example of Nick Matthew, you can still train other parts of your body, but it's also, it can also be a nice time to think like, Hey, I have other hobbies like reading or going to the zoo or whatever. And so it's, it's also like finally with a clean conscious, like not, a, not the voice in your head saying, Oh, I need to train. I need to train. I shouldn't be in the zoo now. No, finally you have time to do things that you really like. So make, make use of this time, make use of visiting friends and family, go out for a dinner, you know, like do all these things. So when you're fit, fit again, then you had all these nice things already. You know, had these nice experiences with which you probably don't get when you're fully competing. Yeah. And then, then this, let's say this is also eases your conscience a little bit in sense, like I haven't, I haven't spoken to my friends in a while, for example. So mm. even, yeah, just, just also enjoy the fact that you're, that you're, that you're injured basically. Mm. That That's a great point. And actually I've, I've learned something just from that little bit there, because possibly I'm a little bit guilty of using the Nick Matthews story a little bit too often, but actually let's, let's take a step back. We're human beings. We've, we've got only a certain amount of weeks we've got in this life. So let's, let's, let's use those weeks productively. And I love the fact that you say that then you can have no guilt. You can actually go, well, I can't do anything people like I, I I'm going to go experience life in a really positive way yeah and, and like, like i mentioned in the end i think it's also that when you're back to being to competing like if you wouldn't have done it these these nice things and and spend time with your family and spend the time doing stuff you like if you wouldn't wouldn't have done that it, it will be we always be in the back of your mind like i'm training now and training feels almost like a sacrifice because i could be going to the zoo now mm. and if you've done the zoo during the injury break then you know this this little voice who says training is a bit of a sacrifice also gets smaller. So in that sense, also training becomes better 
and in the end it might even help your performance in the end as well mm. Yeah, powerful, powerful stuff there. Um, so Bart, as always, I know we've covered some really good ground. I always like to maybe leave the listeners with maybe one, two little nuggets. I know that last point is probably really, really profound. But um, what do you think? What What do you think is 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 your final message for for the listeners to help them cope mentally when the injuries do inevitably happen? Yeah, I think like if you get an injury, obviously it, it, it's it's not nice. It's a it's a bad thing. In, in, in the like in the first instance, it's a bad thing. So I think it's very important to have to be aware of the emotions that it brings along because the emotions that makes you sad, it makes you depressed, whatever. And it, it, it only shows you the love you have for the, the passion you're doing. So, but after, I don't know, it depends on every athlete after, after a while, get rid of the emotion and see, okay, this is my situation right now. How am I going to get the most out of the situation? So don't, don't make it as like injuries aren't that bad. <laughs> that might be a good summary. <laughs> Totally. Good. Well said. Thank you.